This episode of the Hell Yes Life podcast is sponsored by Hell Yes Life Adventures. Hell Yes Lifers, I wanted to let you know about one of my biggest Hell Yeses of the year. This October, in collaboration with Chase Beringer of the Bucket List Lifestyle, I am hosting a six-night, seven-day Hell Yes Life adventure retreat for entrepreneurs in Tulum, Mexico. The trip will include visits to Mayan temples, snorkeling with sea turtles, yoga and meditation, transformative personal and professional development work, and the opportunity to connect with other amazing, world-changing, hell yes entrepreneurs while staying in a luxurious beachside villa. There are a limited number of slots available and it's being offered at an incredibly reasonable price. So if you're interested in learning more, please visit hellyeslife.com forward slash retreat. That's hellyeslife.com forward slash retreat. Okay, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Hell Yes Life podcast, where you'll hear inspiring stories and life lessons from amazing Hell Yes entrepreneurs who are running their for-purpose businesses and living their Hell Yes lives. I'm your host, Norman Bell. Hey there, Hell Yes Lifers. It's time for another episode of the Hell Yes Life podcast. I am your host, Norman Bell, and today my guest is Maria Liberati. Uh, Maria is an award-winning cookbook author and celebrity chef, and she is considered one of the foremost experts on Italian cuisine and culture and has been called the Italian Martha Stewart. Her Basic Art of Italian Cooking book series was awarded the Gourmand World Cookbook Awards in Paris, France. Well, Maria, welcome to the Hell Yes Life podcast. Well, thank you for having me. It's great to, great to be here. <laughs> well, great. And we look forward to learning all about um, everything that you're up to right now. But I always like to start off by asking my guests, what is your Hell Yes? What is that thing that really lights you up and makes you come alive? Um, my hell yes is, I guess, being passionate about everything that I do, you know, only doing things that I'm really passionate about that I'm crazy about. I think that's my philosophy. That's my hell yes philosophy is just only doing things that you're really crazy passionate about. Yes. Nice. Nice. Uh, there's a, a, a saying that goes along with the hell yes phrase. If it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And it sounds like that is something that you live by there. Yes, definitely. That's absolutely right. Yes. Great. Great. So it sounds like um, you're hell. Oh, and when did you, I, the, my follow-up question, I, I actually thought that you were going to answer um, Italian cooking, but it sounds oh, like you okay. have a, sort of a broader um, uh, a- answer than that, you know, just doing yes. things that you're passionate about. But uh, yes. maybe to, to, to follow up on that question, when did you realize this was your hell yes, like to, to do things that you're passionate about or if you care to answer about uh, in relation to Italian cooking? Yes, yes. Well, my um, I just started, uh, I, I was actually modeling and, and I think the reason that it brought our answer is because I am involved in a lot of things. I'm also a serial entrepreneur and mm. I get involved in a lot of things 
related to the culinary arts as well as may not be exactly related. So, but everything that I do, I, I love and I'm passionate about and I'm crazy about, and that's all I want to spend my time on. But when I first realized that was, I think the um, experience of living in Italy, discovering my family's roots, and then actually really falling in love with the culinary arts in Italy is really what gave me that spark to know that, hey, you know, I want to do this. This is what I want to do. This is really, you know, this, this is what I'm passionate about. And it made me realize little by little that, you know, hell yes, yes, that is what you should do with your life. Life is too short to not, to just, you know, waste it away on things that really you don't care about. You should really put your all into things you're passionate about. Love it. Well, you're definitely in the right place. That's what I always am chatting about with my guests is, uh, you know, find, you know, finding and following your purpose and passion. Yeah. And, um, and I think we'll get into that story about how you sort of discovered this, uh, this yes. love of Italian cuisine in a moment. But maybe if, if you care to, if there's sort of like a kind of a high level, imagine we meet you, we're meeting you for the first time. Wow, wait, we are meeting yes. you for the first time. Um, just sort of a, an overview of, of who you are and what you're up to right now. Well, right. Yes. Right now, um, I'm always working on my blog. I have 300,000 subscribers and I'm constantly working on that. They're worldwide working on a new book that will be uh, called The Basic Art of Italian Cooking Diaries. So it's all I have a lot of diaries that I had written when I was living in Italy. And a lot of it is related to my book series and my blog. And I'm working on um, I'm going to be having my hosting my own radio show that will be out of Philly, WWDB radio, radio in Philadelphia, but it will be syndicated eventually. So that will be a lifestyle radio show. So I am working on getting that together. And uh, I have a lot of, a few other projects in, in the works too. I have a trademark that we just got. So I'm working on developing products, few products that will be licensed under my trademark. So love always it. busy. Yes. Love it. Love it. Good. So um, yeah, I was prepared to pretty much talk about Italian cooking, but it sounds like you've got yes. a lot of... Um, uh, I was I was looking for a, co a cooking analogy, but I'll say irons in the fire for the, for the moment. Uh, so maybe we'll touch on some of those in a little bit. Um, yes. Why don't you take take us to Italy though? Take take us. Why don't you tell us that story of how you discovered this love of Italian cuisine? And yes. um, yeah. Okay. Well, I I was I was modeling. I was modeling internationally, and then while I was there, since I happened to be there, I had never met. Uh, most of my family that was still in Italy, I decided to do that and kind of scope them out and, and meet them. And it was such a great experience. And while I was doing that, I was meeting a lot of cousins, these younger cousins that would invite us over for dinner and the meals they would prepare look like these meals in these high-end gourmet restaurants and they would mm. do them, you know, on their own. And if you ask them a question about how to cook you know, a variety of high-end gourmet foods. They knew it like it was just normal information. And I was just so impressed with that. And then the food there is just so real that, you know, it's, it's just kind of an awakening. It, the mm. tastes are, are just totally different than what you experience here because it's just mm -hmm. real food that you're always getting. Mm -hmm. And um, so that really, I think, was kind of my awakening and I just began falling in love with, with food. 
and um, the culinary arts. And in Italy, food is, is related to so many things, to the things that I love, art and style and fashion. Mm. It's, it's, there's a lot more in history and culture. So, you know, and I, I really started getting more into all of, of that relating to food. And um, that's really how I developed my, ended up developing my book series. My book series is not just the cook, they're really not just cookbooks. They're really culinary travel books because they incorporate all of what I just said, a little bit of, you know, there's sort of autobiographical stories and, and things that are related to the recipes that I have in the book. Food and, and recipes in Italy are, are so related to the history of the country mm. and a lot of interesting like stories with historical figures from the past. So it's just really very interesting. So, and that's really what I wanted to convey um, when I wrote my cookbooks, but yeah, it was just a love affair that began when I was there and yeah. I began just, you know, getting to taste the foods there. So and I'm just curious, thanks for sharing that. Um, sure. And I, I can, you know, it's, it's a slightly different thing. And, and Italian food in particular, obviously, is, is yes. so, so uh, has such a great reputation. I, yes. I, I have a big French Canadian family, but and oh, I, yes. um, they're on the other side of the country and I hadn't seen yes. them for 25 years. And, yes. and 10 years ago, I went there. Yes. And, uh -huh. and it was very European style um, uh, family. And yes. there was a lot, a lot of the day was sort of, uh, uh, focused around the meals and preparing the meals and sitting together and eating. I don't know if French Canadian food quite compares to Italian food, but, uh, but nevertheless, it was, uh, I, I could relate to that experience. Yes. yes. Um, so, so tell me about, um, or oh, I was wondering, were you, um, a cook or a foodie before you had this experience or was this sort of your, did this kind of turn you on to this? Uh, for the first well, time? I was, I, I can, and I think in Philadelphia, they call it an Italian market, baby. I don't know if you've ever heard of the Italian market in Philadelphia, but yeah. it's, it was at one time, it was really, really well known all, almost all over the world. People would go there when they were in the U.S. if they wanted to get specialty Italian things. It was really a hub for specialty gourmet Italian things. And when I call myself an Italian market baby, I mean, I grew up there going shopping with my grandparents. Mm. So my grandfather would take me for the shopping and then like we would take the things home to my grandmother and, and my mom and dad that would be there you know, waiting for all these different ingredients. So, you know, I would go there and pick out his grapes because he made his own wine and uh, he'd let me taste the things because there they would let you taste everything before you bought it. It's an open air market as well. Mm -hmm. So I grew up, you know, from when I think I was like four years old, just going shopping there with my grandparents and my parents for all the ingredients, especially for Sunday and holiday dinners. And so I was always doing that. I never thought that that was anything different. I thought, hey, everybody just does that. In fact, when I was approached uh, with the idea of writing a cookbook, um, I just kind of said, well, why would I write a cookbook about Italian cooking? Like everybody knows how to do that. Mm. And uh, once I wrote it and started doing personal appearances, I, I did kind of find out that no, not it's not the normal way of life. Everybody doesn't have these gigantic Sunday dinners where everybody gets sits around and, you know, cooks the different parts of the meal. So I grew up doing that with all my cousins and aunts and uncles and my grandparents. You know, it was just 
a lot of people around the you know kitchen cooking different parts of the meals and who's tasting and who's cooking and doing whatever from when I was really young. So I always say, I, I guess that this was kind of like a dormant part inside of me. I was always a foodie and we were always doing that. And it was just like a normal part of life for me growing up, you know, um, here. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah. It's interesting. I just talked to an, another uh, guest who um, he grew up in an, in an artist family and, and everybody drew and he, he similar to what you were saying there. He yeah. just thought that everybody knew how to drew. And then there was one point in school where he was saying somebody came up to him and said, Hey, can you draw this for me? He was like, well, that, don't you know how to do it? That, so it's just uh, so that that can be a real gift to uh, and, and another another thing is like this this idea of, um, I, I think there's a, a saying that like your meh is somebody else's wow, you know, like something that's like a uh, uh, kind of, you know, na natural for you might exactly. be, uh, you know, ama amazing or kind of like, oh, I, I don't have no idea how to do that for somebody. Exactly. So. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. So let's say, let's take you. Uh, so you're there in Italy, you're with your family. Can you take us from, uh, from that that moment where you're kind of discovering this uh, uh -huh. to um, the, the point where you, it sounds like somebody came and asked you uh, right. or approached you about creating a cookbook. So, uh, you know, take us from, oh, I really, you know, I'm, I'm really inspired by my family to not right. everybody that would be in that situation would end up writing a cookbook about it. Right, right. Well, it was kind of a slow process. So I also got to, um, I also got to work with my family that had roots in the culinary field. So one part of my, my dad's parents lived in the mountains of an area called Abruzzo and it's in the mountains. And, um, it's a region that is mainly like farmland. It's actually part of it is mountains and part of it is by the sea. So, um, however, at this, it was a, it's a vineyard, it was a vineyard at that time. They were producing their own wines and baking their own breads and making their own cheeses and selling that locally. So, you know, I did get to work with them a little bit there. And then my grandmother's family had a bakery that uh, made this traditional bread with potatoes from the specific region that she was from called Molise. And I got to kind of study that. And, and one of my great aunts, her, my grandmother's sister, had a cookbook that she actually hand wrote because she took care of the bakery when their parents passed on. And I got to translate because I speak Italian fluently. In fact, I went to school originally to be a linguist. Mm. So I speak Italian. So I ended up translating the uh, her cookbook. So I got more and more interested, more and more into it. And then I was asked to do cooking programs for at a variety of resorts in Italy because I, I spoke English and Italian. Mm. And the people that are coming from different countries in the world to take cooking classes in Italy are going to speak English. Generally, Italians don't take cooking classes. So, you know, I was starting to do mm. these cooking programs and through contacts from my modeling. And um, then what originally, then what happened was I was asked to sit for a portrait from a famous artist in Italy who paints famous people in, in Italy. And that led to his family has, um, is very involved in the making of Parmigiano Reggiano. 
So, you know, they own farms that produce that. So I ended up, while I was having my portrait painted and staying in that region, I ended up studying that the process of that cheese making, which is like an age old process and very, very interesting. There's so many facets to it. And little by little, I ended up going to a professional culinary school in Italy. Hmm. And then, um, like I said, a lot of people telling me, you know, why don't you just put your recipes together and I was a writer from when I was younger I used to actually write um on health and beauty and fashion I did that well actually while I was in college even and uh so I kind of put those two talents together and um you know got my my books together as I said though there there's some of the writing part of me in my books because they're autobiographical mm -hmm. with a lot of little tidbits of interesting things that relate to the recipes that I have in there so so, if, uh, but yeah, that's, so that's kind of how it went about, you know, from the modeling to them meeting my family and then working in their, in their, in the bakery and the winery, and then, uh, have getting to study the Parmigiano Reggiano making process, then studying the culinary arts, and then finally saying, Hey, you know, why don't I do this? Why don't I uh, sit down and, and write? And then I just created my trademark name, the basic art of Italian cooking by Maria Liberati TM, because the reason that I came up with that name is because Italian cooking is is very basic. Some people are afraid of it, but it's not like, I know you said you were French Canadian and, and that's different than French cooking, obviously, but the French have, their cooking is very complicated unless you're in the mm. South of France that gets a little more like Italian cooking. So, but Italian cooking is very basic. It's wonderful. And I think that's really what makes it great is it's just based around great, simple foods and, um, you know, everything is balanced. And uh, so that's why I ended up calling it the basic art of Italian cooking, because I just felt, well, it's an art, but it's really a basic art. It's not, you know, it's not something that should be complicated. So nice, nice. Yeah. And and uh, I'm going to while while this interview is not about. Uh, and sorry to disappoint any listeners okay. who think they're going to get a lot of recipes or something like that. We won't oh, be yeah. going too deep into that, but right. I will ask you for a couple, maybe a couple of secrets, yes, you know, definitely. secrets about that. But just yes. to reflect back on what you said so far, um, I think it's interesting how it, it doesn't sound to me like you went to Italy going, I know what I'll do. I'm going to learn everything I can from my family and have all this, uh, all these uh, situations arise so I can then at some point write an Italian cookbook. Right. It sounds like a very organic sort of journey that one thing sort of led to another. And, exactly. And, and, yes. I, you know, I never even dreamed mm. of getting into the culinary arts at all, at, yeah. at all. I mean, I loved Italian things from when I was younger. Um, my grandparents instilled that in us, but I never even thought about getting into the culinary arts. I didn't really, I don't think I really recognize it as some type of an art where it really is an art because the foods and everything that makes up Italian cooking really make it an art. So I hadn't really looked at it that way and I got to see that, but you're right. It was an organic journey and it was a hell yes moment when that kind of hit me because it was just a really unexpected thing I would have never thought. And I think you will probably agree with me. Those are probably the most wonderful things, things oh, that yeah. you don't expect and come about as a surprise. Mm -hmm. So, yes. Do you remember when, when was that moment that, you know, some people would call it an aha moment too, or, uh, you know, yeah, um, a yes moment, like, 
was well, it the moment I, where you were like, I, I guess it, it was when I just decided to go to the culinary, you know, when I was like, you know, all these things were falling in place. So I'm yeah. learning how to do these things at, the, at my family's vineyard and bakery and then translating this cookbook. And I'm putting all these dishes together that were dishes that um, people, you know, here in the United States would be extremely impressed with where I, I didn't think it was a big deal. So it's like, wow. And then it was like, you know what, I'm just going to follow through and go to, go to culinary school. And that, that was kind of it. I think after I experienced everything up until when I went to culinary school, it was like, wow. Cause as we're saying, I just took it for granted all these things that I knew how to do. And, um, you know, then I, that's when I, when I realized, oh, wow, it's, it's not something that everybody, you know, knows how to do because mm -hmm. people were asking me, well, how do you do this? How do you do that? And things like that. And I was having people ask me that I thought were experienced cooks. So that's when it started sinking in that, well, you know, maybe I should definitely pursue this further. And, um, and that's what I, that's what I did. I, that's when I, you know, went to culinary school and then pursued it pursued it further. Yes. Nice. Nice. Uh, just uh, for, for our listeners out there, Helios uh -huh. Lifers, if you can hear, if can you think about that, uh, maybe it's not Italian cooking, but for um, whatever that might be in your life, maybe there's some parallels here. Uh, that thing that kind of keeps coming back to you that maybe you've kind of brushed off as like, well, everybody knows how to do that, don't they? And you kind of take it for granted uh, for yourself. Um, but for some reason kind of keeps coming back. And and also, I don't know if you can relate out there, Helios Lifers, to the, the flow that it sounds like Maria had with uh, her, her kind of journey towards where she is today, where one thing sort of led to another. Um, Steve, I, I, I won't be able to quote it exactly, but Steve Jobs talked about sort of like it's only, you know, uh, looking back that you're able to kind of connect the dots on how, uh, how your life sort of uh, has, has a path. And it's like, wait, who, who wrote this story? You know, so it's Yes. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so Maria, okay, so let's, can you give us, a, you know, just a touch on this a little bit. Yes. Um, what are, let's say one, two, three secrets to Italian cooking. I, I really do love the idea that you said, you call it the basic art of Italian cooking as uh -huh. well, because it makes it sort of opens the door to, you know, those of us out there like myself yes. who yes. Are not, don't feel like they're experts in this area. Uh -huh. um, what, what might we, where might we want to get started? And uh, yeah, any, any, uh, any little tidbits you have. Yes, sure. Well, uh, yes, Italian cooking is a basic art. And um, I researched a lot because I, I love the history. And, I, and again, I think that's what brought me to really get more into the culinary arts. I love the history and the culture related to it. So I did also study this foundation. You know, I got more into the foundation of where the cooking came from. And one of my books is on Leonardo da Vinci, how he was a foodie. So, and I'm only talking about that because he is actually the reason for the Mediterranean diet's philosophy. Mm. And Italian cooking is kind of based on his philosophy. He had this philosophy that the flavors on your plate should be balanced like he believed his colors on the canvas were, should be balanced. So if you keep that mm. in mind, Okay, Italian cooking is not about using a pound of garlic and, you know, a bottle of olive oil for a dish. It's really about using the flavors, you know, just enough of a flavor 
to make it so you know you can taste that but it it coordinates with the other flavors that you have in the dish so you know generally a real true italian cook is going to use you know maybe a, a clove or two of garlic in something i know a lot of people and i see this all the time they're like oh italian cooking you know they get a big gar a garlic clove or rather a big garlic bulb and you know they want to cook put the whole thing in a pot you know in a in a thing of sauce so balance your flavors don't overdo it and that's really healthier for you too definitely mm -hmm. um italian cooking generally many of the dishes are only made up of a few ingredients and the reason for that is because you should use the best quality ingredients that you can find uh -huh. and if you do you're not going to need a whole lot of that ingredient i know some of the ingredients like extra virgin olive oil and the real cheeses that we speak about like parmigiano reggiano are kind of pricey but if you get the best you're only going to need a little bit to make the true flavor come out so it's not really any more expensive than getting some kind of a cheaper substitute i mean obviously if you can't then you know that's the way it is but if you can the best the best quality the freshest ingredients that you can find um, balance what you balance your, you know, your, your, your recipe. And, um, don't be, I always say, don't be afraid of, of just trying, you know, some of the dishes people get so afraid of, of the dishes, the Italian dishes, they don't, you know, they don't want to try to cook them. So I always say, start, you know, as the saying goes, everything starts from the first step. So, you know, just get out there and just try, you know, try a dish or two. They're not, not really as difficult as people may think they are. And then the other thing is some of the things like for cooking your pasta and risotto, um, people don't realize, but on every package, and actually it wasn't so in America, they were doing this only in Italy, but now they do it in the US. On every package of dry pasta and the rice that you get for risotto, the, the manufacturer does list the cooking time. Mm -hmm. So you always have to pay attention to that, but everybody likes their pasta, maybe more al dente, more soft, or even the rice for risotto. So you want to pay attention to the cooking time, but then taste it yourself and make, make it to your liking. So if it's, you know, if it's cooked as long as the manufacturer says it's still too, too hard for you, let it just cook a little bit more. And then the other thing is Italian cooking is, it really is, you have to really, to get the best of what you're cooking, the secret ingredient is really love. Love mm. and passion for your food. And by that, I mean, you have to really love that you're preparing this dish. You know, when you love something, you, you're attentive to it. You take a lot of time. Mm. That's what you have to do to get the greatest dish. I know that was the one thing I was always told in Italy. The secret ingredient to any successful dish is love. And it's just because it means being that you're so attentive to that mm. dish. And that's the way Italians are. They're just crazy for their food. Yeah. So that is really a secret ingredient. Treat it as something that you love and spend time on it. Don't just like dump pasta in a pot of water or whatever. You know, mm. spend time on it. Take the time. So... I love that. Boy, you're, you're, I, you know, this is not an area of, of expertise for mine, but I, I, uh, I feel like I'm going to pick up your book and at least give something a try here. And I actually, I like now, now I think about it, that it's called the basic art of Italian cooking. Uh -huh. And so, and what you're talking about there, the love and passion, that sounds like, you know, um, 
what you might do if you're creating a work of art. And so yes. kind of bring that sort of um, yes. that loving attention to uh, making a meal. Now, just, just to drill down a little bit, because I'm uh -huh. just thinking of myself as a beginner here, you yes. know, I make spaghetti all the time. And, uh -huh. you know, so some, sometimes, you know, Italian food, I don't know if there's other listeners out there who might think, well, yeah, whatever, as a lasagna or a spaghetti or something like that. Uh -huh. So what could we do? Where, where would we want to, what would be the first meal I would want to start with? Would it be making a spaghetti, but using all the best ingredients or anything you would recommend? Well, it, you know, it probably, I would recommend whatever you're more partial to, mm -hmm. but I think the two things, there's two things, maybe a spaghetti sauce, if you like a red sauce, mm -hmm. which I can tell you, I mean, it's very easy to make. It's just that, again, you have to, you know, be attentive and watch what you're doing and all this, because the dry pasta, if you're going to use dry pasta, it's virtually easy to cook. You just have to follow the manufacturer's directions because they know how their pasta should be cooked so um, the red sauce or if you want to do a risotto that takes a little bit more time but it's really not difficult it just takes a little more time to be attentive to it because you actually have to keep stirring it down for like 20 minutes you know you have to you have to really be attentive to that so a red sauce for pasta is really easy and it's just getting, I mean, if, if you're not in an area where you have the fresh tomatoes, if you're, you know, you're going to have to get canned tomatoes. So the best tomatoes, in my opinion anyway, because they're really sweet, are these tomatoes that they have in Italy called San Marzano tomatoes. I don't know if you've ever heard of those, but um, so you should look for a can of San Marzano tomatoes. That's a little region near Naples, actually in the region of Naples, a little town. I'm sorry, in the region of Naples. And um, they're, they're sweet as, I mean, the tomatoes are as sweet as candy. They're so delicious. You'll just actually want to lick your dish once you're, if you've ever had them sweet in Italy or fresh in Italy, it's just incredible. But you can get them canned here. Again, you have to make sure it's a San Marzano and it has to have like a, um, a certified San Marzano because here people sometimes call them San Marzano. They're not. So get a San Marzano tomato. Um, that is a really good tomato. And all you want to do is it's just about a tablespoon. I would say a tablespoon of extra virgin olive oil, get a good quality olive oil, mm -hmm. a clove of garlic. If you like a lot of garlic taste, you can chop it up finely. If you don't like a heavy garlic taste, you can just take the uh, skin off the garlic and just saute the clove the way it is. So it will just get a hint of garlic flavor, but not too much garlic. And um, if you want to use a slice of onion, you can. Again, you can chop that up finely. If you don't like onion, you don't have to use that. And what you're going to do is toss that around for just about three minutes. Don't let the garlic, don't let the garlic burn. Make sure it's just like a golden color so that the oil gets the flavor of the garlic and the and the onion if you have that in there and then you're just going to pour in your tomatoes and um you just let that simmer and again you have to stir that and you're going to let that simmer down now the true italian sauce is actually it's not like a, a soupy thing which most people think of it it's actually really simmered down so that it becomes this concentrated tomato sort of thing. It's almost like a little dressing that you put on pasta. Hmm. So Italians don't really make it like a soup. It's actually like we put salad dressing on salad just a little bit. That's how they put 
because it's concentrated tomatoes. So you would probably simmer that down for about 20 minutes and it's gonna really simmer down so the tomato flavor is concentrated. Cook your pasta as usual and then you just top it with the, uh, you can either top it with a sauce or what you do is remove the sauce from the burner and once the pasta is cooked, you're gonna you're gonna put the pasta right in there, toss it around, and then serve it. Top it with Parmigiano Reggiano, um, some fresh basil, or you could put the fresh basil in at the end of your sauce cooking. You know, after the sauce is cooked, chop fresh basil, put it in there, remove it from the burner, and then just serve it. And it could be. I mean, it's really simple. It's really simple to do that. So love it. Love it. Wow. There it is. Uh, Helios Lifer is right from the expert Maria Liberati. I am imagining that I'm going to take this episode and I'm going to find this part of the, the interview where you were just walking us through that and just like yeah. a YouTube video, just sort of pause it and then do the next thing. And, and uh -huh. uh, we'll have uh, Maria walking us through this. Uh, and yes. Anybody else out there who wants to take up the challenge and, and the, okay. My last question about this is yes. with the pasta, Will um, any old pasta do, or should it, what, do you have a brand of pasta? Which, I don't, you, well, there are some brands. I don't really want to say a brand, yeah, but it yeah. ha actually, though, I mean, it doesn't have to be a specific brand, because I found some private label pastas now that are, are really good. I've tried them just out of curiosity when I have time. So <clears throat> it should be um, semolina. You should see semolina flour there, okay, yeah. and that will make it not a mushy. You don't want mushy pasta. So semolina flour, durum wheat, semolina flour. Durum wheat is okay. the is the uh, is the wheat that has a consistency. So as long as it says that, <clears throat> you're good to go. Okay, great. Thank you so much for <laughs> I, I, this. Is what I love about this show is just getting, uh, you know, it's like getting. Um, a, a a class from an expert in, in a particular area that I'm not necessarily an expert in. So so thanks so much for doing that. Um, now I'd like to shift gears a little bit, and and I'd like to think of the um, the listener out there who you know may or may not be um, you know feel destined to cook Italian food, but maybe they're on their own journey, right? And mm -hmm. uh, and maybe they're early. Uh, you know who knows where they're at, but let's just assume that maybe they're a little earlier in their journey than you are, where you've you know uh -huh. you've got uh, you know cookbooks and you know what your path is here. Yes. Um, but do you have does anything come to mind for you uh, based on your life experiences that you might want to impart to our listeners as far as any tips or any um, mindset uh, tips uh, you know about. Um, you know, how to move forward with their, you know, their pers uh, purpose or passion. Um, you sh if you find your passion, you should really don't be afraid of it. I think too many people are afraid of it or they just um, discount this talent that they have. Too many, you know, all of us have a talent. And yeah. I find that all the time and just even, excuse me, people that I know, <clears throat> they have these great talents that, you know, I know I don't have, you know, who can draw really well as me, as we mentioned, and who can do, there's so many things that everybody does have a really great talent, mm -hmm. but I think they discount it and they don't believe it, you know, and believe in yourself, believe in your talent and, and really try to develop that and don't let people, you know, uh, be a naysayer to you. Don't, you know, take that negativity 
turn it around and just keep pursuing. You really have to believe in yourself and believe in that talent. But if you, you know, if you can do something and you find that other people are coming to you to ask you for your expert expertise on something, that means that you have a talent. And I just, I mean, it's such a shame the talent that I see that people have and they're not pursuing that. And I think that, um, that it makes you a happier person as well. And I can just see that, you know, it's in, in so many people, they have a lot of various talents that they don't pursue. So I guess it's just to say, you know, believe in yourself. And if you find something that you really like, just keep pursuing it. And if you can only pursue it as a hobby, you know, um, it's, it's really a therapy. So yeah. it's your own therapy. So just even pursue it as a hobby, but you want to keep, pursuing that passion it's really all about believing in yourself and believing in the passion that you have and that talent yeah 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 i've had you know i think even since i've been doing this podcast i Uh have previously sort of thought of it as a black and white thing like uh, Uh you know you're either kind of stuck in your day job or you're 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 making a a living from your passion but now i start to see like there's there's uh you know many different shades well let's not say shades of gray but many different colors in between right like so there's yes you know, just whether you're, you know, making a living from your passion yes. uh, is not necessarily the uh, the ultimate answer, right? It, it right. It's about, are, are you doing it one way or the other? You know, you yes. Can, it's it's for your heart, right? It's, yes, it's, that's that's actually actually it. Yes, do it for your heart. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, tell us a little bit about. Um, what are uh, some of the other things you mentioned that you have going on? So you've, you've got this, uh, you're, you're doing a new uh, cook uh, uh, diary, you know, based on your yes. cookbook. Uh-huh. Uh, sounds like you have a radio. Is the radio show related to cooking or you said it is it beyond? It's that? more of a lifestyle show. You know, the tagline for my trademark is um, where art, or, I'm sorry, where food meets art, travel, and life. So it's more of a lifestyle show. It won't be just cooking per se, but it's things that are, you know, I relate so many things to, to food. So it will not just be, and my, my blog is like that too. It's, it has recipes, but I relate it to so many other things. It's, it's so, so yeah, the radio show will be, you know, there will be recipes and there will be food, but a lot of things that kind of surround all that, you know, gardening and, and, um, sustainability and, and Mm. designing your kitchen. And, uh, you know, there's so many topics related to the history of food, the history of wines, wine pairing. I mean, it's just really uh, a life, more of a lifestyle show. Yes. I love that. Yeah. I love that. That food is sort of the, the center or the foundation, but there's right. all these different things obviously connected to it. And it sounds like you might've picked that, that that's the way it is in Italy too, right? Yes, so uh, you've kind it, of- it, it is. It is the center of almost everything there. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, well, Maria, thanks so much for joining us as we start to wind down. I always like, or I often will ask uh, my guests, um, you know, we've talked about, you know, where you've come from, where you are now. Uh, but looking forward to the future, I have this um, this uh, phrase that I use called your cringeworthy vision, a vision so big, it makes you cringe to think about sharing it with other people. Now, you've already done a lot there. Maybe you've already achieved your big vision, but do you have any other big visions going forward of um, uh, what you would like to achieve? Well, I, my, um, yeah, I'm cringeworthy. Um, 
I, I'm working on um, developing a, a, a state, well, I can't really say TV station because now that's kind of passe, mm -hmm. but a channel, a streaming channel that would be titled The Basic Art of Italian Cooking. And it's just everything and anything about Italian cooking. It's, it would actually be a natural extension of my website. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like, you know, I, I can't do it all myself. I, you know, I can't create all the recipes. And so I have been reaching out now to a lot of culinary schools in Italy and different companies. So that's kind of my cringe. That's my vision is to create the streaming channel that's just like 24 hours, really mm. all everything related to Italian foods, Italian cooking. And, um, you know, I, I know we have the food network, but, um, I'd like to do something where it's more, you know, everything is all about Italian cooking. But as I, as I mentioned in things that may be related to it, you know, art and, uh, cause so many artists actually were foodies that a lot of people don't realize that. And, um, you know, and just related to so many things cause, um, so that people, can actually be a little more connected to food, to their food. So I, I think, but anyway, yes. Yeah, so that's my vision is, is creating that and a lot more of a line of food products that I'm working on also. So. I love it. Love it. It's 24 seven Italian uh, cooking, basic art of Italian cooking coming to a, uh, you know, probably your website and uh, right. you know, <laughs> soon. So uh, keep, yes. uh, keep an eye out for that. Um, and Maria, if other, uh, if people listening wanted to, connect with you more, um, what, uh, where, what would be a best place to connect with you on it? Well, they can go to my website, which is marialiberati.com and the basic art of Italian cooking.com. And they can find me, my books, my TV show that I did on PBS and my soon to be radio show will be on there also. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. And we'll have the links, uh, for everything that you just mentioned in the show notes. So people have easy access to them. And uh, Maria, I always like to round things out by yeah. saying, hell yes, on the count of three with my guests. Are you okay. uh, ready and willing to do that? Yes, I am. Okay, here we go. I'd almost be curious to ask you what that is in Italian, but I'm not sure that we're... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, we'll just do it. Okay. Um, one, two, three... Hell yes. yes. All right, we did it. Well, Maria, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. A lot of fun also. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Hell Yes Life podcast. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite RSS feed. If you like the show, please leave a rating and review. And if you want to stay connected, visit hellyeslife.com and sign up for the e-newsletter and private Facebook group. Again, I'm Norman Bell. Thanks for joining me. Now let's get out there and live a hell yes life.